second. Hello. Welcome back to another week of Love That For You. We, uh, we're coming off of an off week. Yeah. Last week, we, we took the week off from doing an episode, and Julie and I just needed a, an additional week to kind of a little R&R. Um, just a lot of different things going on. We didn't have the, maybe we had the time, we didn't have the energy to, to put into an episode, so we took the week, but here we are, back with another episode. Back with another episode and trying to kind of come up with a list of new episodes for the rest of the year. Um, we need to do a better job of like planning and we'd like to have some more guests on. So I feel like we're sending any guests you guys would like to hear. Somebody who you like really want to hear from that you think would be a good guest on our podcast. Send us a DM or an email or something because that could be helpful too. Yeah, it's been a while actually since we've had some guests on here and those are always our best episodes. I feel like they're always the most motivating to us um, and it's, you know, a lot of uh, unique perspective and conversation comes out in those, but we just haven't been, uh, we haven't had guests on in a little bit, so yeah, send us any recs you got, anybody specific um, that you'd like to have on here and we'll do our best to get them here. Yeah, Pat had his, well, you can talk about it. Yeah, this last weekend weekend I had kind of a bachelor party, kind of not. We were kind of just calling it a brother's weekend. It was my, um, I guess it was my four brothers and my three brother-in-laws. Yeah. Um, So it was a lot of fun. We just did it at a, like a remote cabin up in uh, the Hudson Valley, New York. Um, It was really cool. You know, it's just a lot of like outdoorsy time, outdoorsy things. You know, we went hiking, saw um, actually a really cool view, um, sat out by the bonfire for about 12 hours on Saturday. Yeah, we were supposed to do a combined bachelor, bachelorette weekend, uh, March of 2020. So Mm -hmm. obviously that didn't happen. I'm kind of glad we did it separately now. Um, mine's coming up in a few weeks and you weren't going to do one. I basically forced Pat into doing one, but luckily his brother's came up with something yeah. and um uh, i think i'm i mean it would have been fun if we did it together but i i'm really excited for mine yeah i think it's one of those things for me it was like another to do like more planning more conversations more coordinating all Pat that is not your traditional let's go to vegas guy for your bachelor party no i mean i definitely didn't want to go to vegas but i also didn't want to do anything like <laughs> we have so much darn going on i'm so tired of having these conversations that I was like, I'm just not going to sign up for another thing. Like I just yeah. wanted, and then in a conversation with my brother, I was like, look, if we can schedule something, cause they wanted to do it and they wanted to do it, you know, for me and with me. Yeah. So I was like, look, if we can just set schedule something that is just so easy, it's just kind of like show up and have fun, then great. Let's do it. Yeah. So it was like, you know, planned a, within like a few weeks. Yeah. Super. And it the plan was like, Hey guys, we're going here. Uh, we're going to get here around this time. Show up when you want, you know, whatever you want for the weekend. Uh, bring it. Yeah. Friday night, we're going to order pizza. Saturday, we'll make breakfast. We'll make hot dogs and hamburgers later in the day. And everything else is just going to, we'll go the way the wind blows. So. Yeah. I'm so glad. I mean, yeah. But aren't you glad now that you did it? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was just good time with, you know, all my brothers. And yes, a time that you literally, like, never get with everybody. No. All the guys were there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was good to to get kind of that away time with them. and. Yeah. Okay, Willow. Willow wants to want? say something here. She just wants to bone. whine. My gosh. He just pushes our dog around. He's abusive. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, so that is happening. It's the end of summer. It's September 1st is mm-hmm. today when you guys are listening. It is September 1st, Yep. which is what that is wild. I feel like it's always oh. like a, um, I love the fall. I, I love, love football it. season. Mm-hmm. I love the crisp, chilly weather. I love yes. wearing flannels, but there's something about the summer that is just great. And the transition to fall always makes me feel like nostalgic, mm-hmm. like a little bit kind of sad, like, well, oh, that like, went by so fast. Because of, I mean, I think when we were younger and we were in school, the end of summer was like always dreadful because you had to go back to school. Now, I love fall. I look mm-hmm. forward to fall so much. I think for us, because we're 
moving and we can talk about moving in a different episode but yeah it's kind of like oh we can't just like enjoy the month except our wedding is october so you know yeah it, it, it's we'll good. enjoy that yeah the crisp air i got a i got my first pumpkin uh-oh wait i went to starbucks which i don't usually get starbucks but actually i i mean i love their pumpkin drinks what can mm. i say so i got a cold pumpkin cold pumpkin cream cold brew mm. decaf of course and it was delicious it was yeah. very good so it just kind of you know it's i feel like it's a little bit early but september is end of september end of september is fall right yeah so you know we i just wanted to start it early i love the drinks there and i love everything pumpkin i love halloween i'm excited for fall you changed our bed sheets to i changed our bed sheets with those urban outfitters like yeah. fall colors and i also didn't want to wait because we're leaving and not going to change it at the house so yeah yeah and i i love like decorating for fall i i feel like every year i get gypped because i'm like we're do we're always doing something <laughs> this time of the year where i can't like or we've never been in an apartment or a house where for a full year plus that i can i don't know yeah. anyway so I, I like to go to home goods you know do all the decorating and all that which i'm not going to do this year because we're leaving the apartment we're moving again we're moving again so anyway that is that should i talk about greece yeah okay if you want you guys already know a little bit just I put don't on my get story. too too bothered don't get too emotional um i think it'll be fine i think i'm coming around to just kind of realizing that i personally need to stop getting opinions from everybody and reading the news and doing all that stuff. So we obviously have our uh, Greece trip planned at the end of October, which is after our wedding. We've had this trip planned for like two years because it was supposed to be our original honeymoon. You know, mm. got all these vouchers. The vouchers, um, they expired this October. So we basically had to book it. So we booked everything. Stuff just keeps happening with the trip where it's just been pain in the ass. Like our one hotel canceled and said they're closing early for the season. I don't know if that has to do with COVID or just like the season's ending. Mm -hmm. Very weird. So we had to book a whole new hotel, which means the prices were more expensive. So we're putting more money into it. And then the other day, the flight home just got totally canceled. And the flight airline is a European airline. So we're hearing that it could be because I think they're basically just putting out less flights doesn't mean you can't go. It just means they're putting out less flights because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And the restrictions are like, they're kind of, you know, telling us that we, sh you know, it's not, I don't know, I'm going to say like shouldn't go, but it's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So we still have our whole trip planned. And at this point, we just, we have to now book another flight. We're trying to get our voucher or we got a voucher. We're trying to get a refund, blah, blah, blah. This whole thing happened. And it's just like, it's not seamless at yeah. all and it's been so frustrating because it just adds to so much this is obviously a problem that is a good problem mm -hmm. but um so yeah now we kind of just have to figure out how to get back because i i do know a lot of people actually that are going around the same time so it kind of gives me hope that like as long as our trip is booked and as long as we're allowed to go we're going yeah you know yeah i think we'll still be able to go and i feel like this is kind of the theme of our Ever since we got engaged, it's just been like... Oh my gosh, yeah. Booked and canceled. I mean, talking about our original wedding date, our original We got honeymoon. engaged almost exactly two years ago. Yeah. Since then, it's been like question marks in our life. Was it literally two years ago today? Oh yeah, today. Yeah. It's also Viv's birthday. That's how I remember yeah. that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, for the past two years, we've been... Or yesterday. Planning yeah. and getting things canceled and changed and... <sighs> You know, what's a couple more things? I think for me, the hard part about it is that I listen to the, like, I put something on my story to kind of like, you know, it, let people know what's going on and see if anyone has like positive advice. And I obviously mm -hmm. also get the negative side and then I just get really pissed off. And in my head, you know, I have some people saying, oh, I have a trip booked perfectly fine as long as you're vaccinated. And I'm like, okay, great. We are. And yeah. then I have the other side where people are like, oh, like you're not going to be able to go. And I'm like. There is never going to be like, I don't know. So I just want to like get our new flight booked and just as long as we can go, we're going to go. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, anyway. it's funny. I was talking to actually one of my friends earlier today and he's supposed to be flying across the country this week. And here in the Northeast, we're supposed to get the remnants of Hurricane Ida. Yeah. And I said something. I was like, oh, are you worried about your flight at all? And he was like, no, I'm not worried about my flight at all. Why? And I was like, oh, because <laughs> the weather is coming. And he's like, no, I don't really pay attention to that. And he's like, look, if it's something I can handle, I'll get it handled. And if it's out of my control, then 
what's worth worrying about. And I, I was like, oh, I wish I had that outlook. No, you do. I don't. Yeah. I wish you, you very had much that do. Outlook. Like, it's just hard for me to... I mean, it's not hard for me because when I'm not looking at like the news or what's this and this and people's opinions, then I'm fine. But as soon as like I was totally fine not thinking about it until our flight got canceled. And then I was like, fuck. Yeah. You know, and then I was thinking about it. But before that, I was like, we're going like this is booked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Just a, another fun little wrinkle <laughs> in this fairy tale of our wedding of our journey. I cannot wait to look back in like 10 years and be like, remember those two years that were fucking impossible? Oh, man. Let me tell you about my first wedding. <laughs> first marriage. <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It's coming down. It's so close. And I know. yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Today's episode, we are doing our, it is the first of the month, so we decided, kind of trying to figure out our new podcast schedule, what we want to do when we want to have guests on, and we think that the first of every month, we want to do a advice column, because you guys love that episode so much. We always, it's it's just a good episode for us to do, where we can always try and give you guys our perspective on certain issues that you're having, or whatever. You know, maybe one day it'll turn into like a bonus episode, but for now, I think we're going to do the first of every month. Or at least try to. Yeah, the first episode of every month. Yes, not necessarily the first the episode first. of every the month. first episode of every month. Just do, and that way there can be some, you know, um, consistency with the episode. You no know, what I to think expect, it'll. Yeah, people of. know what to expect, what it'll be, um, and also give the opportunity. Look, if if we don't, you know, if you wrote something in for this episode, we don't get it, get to it. Great. We can carry it over to right. next week's. It's not, or next month. It's not like we always need to be asking for more right. because we do get a ton of requests when we put out. It's hard to know. save them all, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. Should we get into it? Let's do this. Okay. Wedding preps, how to manage money and dream wedding. Mm. I just decided that would be a great first one for us. That is we a great just first bouncing one. Bouncing off of the wedding topic, I think we should yeah. do a whole wedding episode when it's like like the week before our wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do like stories and all that stuff. But um, wedding preps, if you want advice on how to prep your wedding, I would say just elope. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because we have asked this question to a lot of people, and we never listen to the advice they give, and. I think that's so hard because from like the advice I would give is like, oh, know that things are going to go wrong. Don't let it bother you. Don't worry about every little detail. Don't worry about, you know, the things that are out of your control. And then when you're in the moment trying to figure things out, it's like you do worry about every detail. You do think about every little thing. You do worry about this and that. And, you know, I think my perspective is, I think a little different than Julia's on this just because of, look, I've been to a hundred weddings in my life. And like, to me, the things that are most important are maybe not the most important things to Julia. Not and true. Yeah. I mean, a little There's bit. There's some things that are more important to me that just aren't important to you. That doesn't mean the things keep going, but I... But yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, the advice on, on wedding prep is like, focus on what really matters focus on the love focus on like the day how fun it's going to be like make the decisions that you want to make and let everything else just be okay like you know every wedding i've ever been to i've never once noticed like flower arrangements or even really colors of the bridesmaid's dress it's like you know there, there there's if you want there's so many things to worry about with weddings because it is a big expensive day mm-hmm. that there are so many things but not involving yourself in everything is like, you know, that would be my piece of advice. Like being okay. I think that's a good, it's a really good perspective from a man and from the groom side. So that's sexist. I think that was a good, yeah, that's good advice. I think my advice, um, I think this is coming from a girl. So she's probably the one who's the bride. Mm -hmm. Um, she kind of has also wants to know about managing money. So mm-hmm. I think my first piece of advice after reading this would be like, just know that things aren't going to go your way a hundred percent of the time. Know that you're going to get outside opinions from people and you just have to go with your gut and go with what you want. Cause it's your wedding day. Um, and yeah, I think you just have to kind of know that it's going to be stressful. Like planning a wedding is not easy. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes into it. Obviously depending on how many people you're having, 
Um, if I could go back, I kind of say, I would say, or if we had a smaller family, I guess, like keep it really small, keep it intimate and who you want to be there the most. And don't worry yeah. about hurting people's feelings because it's just going to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any money tips? Yeah. I mean, on the money side, I mean, I would say like go into it with a budget, no yeah. upfront how much you can afford, how much, you know, who's willing to put in money to help support it and like stick to that and know what your big costs are going to be. I mean, your big costs are going to be obviously the reception and, um, you know, food and drink at a wedding is, is not a cheap thing. So like being ready, being prepared for that, you know, and then once you kind of start with the big things, like, you know, when we started doing, um, the planning for ours, it was like, okay, I honestly had no idea how expensive a wedding really was. And then we talked to our first venue and we're like, hey, 200 guests. And they're like, okay, for 200 guests, that's going to cost, you know, 15 to $25,000. So I was like, okay, that's, you know, more than I thought. Let me think about what is actually important. You know, okay, if you want to do $25 or 25,000, that means you're buying nice liquor. Like that's not that important to me. And then it was like, okay, knowing our costs of the big things like all right how much does that leave us to find a videographer Mm -hmm. great that leaves us fifteen hundred dollars to find a videographer great let's make sure we stay in budget with that yeah and and i think things also come and go like you want something like you know there's things that you want to be um, look amazing and then at the end of the day you're like well i'd rather spend this money on this and Mm -hmm. this just it doesn't matter as much so yeah i totally agree with that yeah definitely the budgeting and you know there's so much content out there about like wedding costs. Um, you know, we've used like uh, templates for like spreadsheets that you can get right online that just say, look, here, here are going to be your 15 biggest costs. Here's going to be your next 20 costs. Here's going to be your final 10 costs. Like, yeah. and that content is out there and really helpful just to get like a ballpark and start to build a game plan for what, you know, what the wedding is going to cost. And how to budget for it. Yeah. Um, my parents don't agree with a big decision I'm making and all I want is their support. Hmm. Good luck. <laughs> that's, no. a t- that's a tough one. I think it's hard. I think um, like there are two sides to this. The one side of being trying to do everything you can in a cordial positive way to let them know how important their support is to you mm-hmm. right you know they're, they're obviously aware of the decision you're making whatever it is whatever it could be they're aware of the decision but sitting down and having a conversation actually about that converse about that decision and incorporating why their support means so much is huge yeah i mean i think back to communication basically definitely back to communication and being able to sit down and say look mom and dad I know this is a decision I'm leaning towards. I know it's not the first choice you guys have for me. Um, I know this isn't going to be easy, but what would really mean the world to me would be if you guys could just, you know, get behind me, help support me, help me move in this direction because this is where I want to go. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, honestly, that's all you can really do. I don't know what the decision is that you're trying to make, but um, I Mm. do feel like, if you do that, maybe you've had that conversation already and it, it hasn't gone that way. And that's why you're seeking like more advice. If you've had that conversation and you feel like you've said it in like the nicest way possible, you kind of just have to do what you want to do. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, who you can't please somebody who's not going to support you. And of course they're your family and you don't, and you just, I think should like take that relationship and keep it for what it is. And I don't know if support means like, they're just not going to be, they don't, they're not happy about what you're doing or if they're like, you know, get out of the house. That's totally, that's different. But still at the end of the day, like if the decision you're making is something you really want to do, I would love more context on what it is, but you know, you have to do it. That's a hard realization of growing up, of Mm -hmm. maturing is that, and I think growing up, like all you ever want is your parents' support. All you ever want is your parents' love. That's like literally the most important thing. Yeah. Right. And then you, when you turn into an adult and you start making your own decisions, you're like, wow, I'm not going to make 100% of decisions that my parents want. Yeah. 
And some of those are going to be hard. Some of those are going to be, you know, not that important. And the hard ones are where it can really test your relationship, but it can really grow your relationship and it can really grow you individually. Yeah, I feel like something that you just realize when you grow up is like how also like how different you are than your parents and like Mm -hmm. for so long you know you realize like you think your parents are right about everything you their decisions mean the most and that's still true to some extent but then you grow up and you form your own opinions in your own life and you realize that like your parents are your parents and like you love them so much but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that every decision you make they have to agree with so yeah i think that would be our advice if that Did we give them advice? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Travel anxiety. Uh Uh-oh. There's so many different parts of travel anxiety, (laughs) I feel like. Like, I feel like both of us have it a little bit, but in totally different ways. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't say you have, like, travel anxiety, but, like, for me, um, I don't know. There's, There's just different parts of it. Like, let's say, you know, you're flying and... Am I afraid of flying? Not really, but I do get anxiety around the idea of it. And it kind of, for me, leads to other anxiety. Yeah. So I, I mean, this isn't really advice, but I'm prescribed to Xanax and I don't ever take it. But having that with me has always been like a helpful thing, especially on planes. And if I did start to like panic, that is one place where I'd be like, I'm just going to take this one time Mm -hmm. to, you know, relax. I'm not telling you to go get Xanax, obviously, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think doing things that are going to that help lessen your anxiety in general around travel days is like the one time where you should be doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think with like the, you know, the prescription, the Xanax prescription prescription that you have, right? Every time you travel, you and I have this exact same conversation where you say you're starting to feel anxious about the travel. I'm like, do you have your Xanax? Don't be afraid to take it if mm-hmm. it's going to help. Otherwise, you are just going to be a ball of anxiety. Yeah. And I think there are things that, um, you know, to the person that wrote this in, if there are things that you know can help your anxiety around travel, then do those things. Don't be afraid to, if it is Xanax or another prescription that helps with it, or if it is, you know, I think a glass of wine on your plane. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's acceptable. And there's so many different parts to travel that causing, cause everything is unknown. Mm-hmm. Will I make my flight? Will my yeah. bags get there? Will I feel sick on the plane? Will there be a baby crying the whole time? Like all these things that are just like, you have no, yeah. will there be turbulence? Like you don't know. So it is a very anxious thing. Mm-hmm. And then even with like our road trip, it's like packing and all this stuff and you want to get everything, you know, we were, we were very like stressed out about like. Yeah. how the trip was going to go with our dog and it ended up being fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are definitely, I mean, whatever could be causing that anxiety, like there are, I don't want to say remedies, but there are things that you can do, right? If you know the fear of missing your flight is going to drive your anxiety, then if it's an eight o'clock in the morning flight, don't worry about getting there at four in the morning. Like just go do it. If yeah. you know, it's going to help. And yeah. then you get to the airport and, you know, if you know, okay, when I get to the airport, I'm usually pretty comfortable. Great. Then yeah. you've kind of surpassed that. Or if you're like, you know, um, getting on the plane, I start to feel claustrophobic. And then that, um, you know, that spikes my anxiety. But I know one thing when I'm drinking, I'm usually a little better. Okay. Well, then mm-hmm. if you get to the airport, get there an hour earlier, go sit at a bar there and have yeah. a glass of wine. Try and chill yourself out. Also, or if like pay the extra money to board first or like you know do those things those little luxury things i feel like to like ease your mind because if you're worried i mean like the money for me i feel like if it's gonna ease my mind and be like that's so much that's so worth it to me than like being panicked the whole time and also like planning ahead like downloading your favorite movies your favorite podcasts things that you have you can like plan that this is what you're gonna do and kind of give yourself like a schedule so that you have Things going in your mind and set up mm. just your thoughts. Cutting off toxic people, friends, and family. Mm. I don't really know what the advice is here because the fact that somebody's writing this in is like they know what to do, right? Well, it's, no, but it's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. It is hard to do. It. I mean, they're they're asking for advice on cutting these toxic people off. Yeah, and the answer is like 
cut them off, stop talking to them, remove yourself, say no when they say you want to hang out, you know, don't proactively be a part of the conversation, right? Like take a step back. Yeah. I think, I think it's, that is very easy, easy said than done. That's Mm. the whole point. They know what they're supposed to do. They, the problem is, is that it's very hard, you know, especially if it's family. Like if somebody in your family is so toxic to you and you're like, I'm miserable and I need to get away from this. That is so hard. And also like you're in a situation where you're like, do I tell the person how I'm feeling or do I just like quietly remove myself? And I think it just depends on like how toxic and like you yeah. know, what the situation is. Like we've all dealt with that or are mm-hmm. dealing with it in different ways. And it's like, you know, it's really hard. Yeah. I think if this is like a new realization to you, like, uh, I think this person's toxic. If you're at a point where you can talk to them about it or like try and bring it up, like, like that can be step one. Like, Oh, Hey, I don't really like how you do this. Like I fear that with that. Or if it's to the point where you're like, Oh my goodness, I know this person is toxic. I need to like distance myself then that's like you know different levels of it like you don't need to talk to them about it just start to do it um yeah and I think like I mean something that's helped me is like obviously realizing realizing it is kind of like your first step mm -hmm. and like understanding that like okay because a lot of times it's like it takes you forever to realize it or believe it or you're in denial and then eventually you do and you're like wow, you must feel better just knowing like, okay, this is just like, this needs to happen. Yeah. And so you're honestly like in the right direction. Like, you know, and you've come to terms. And if this person is not giving you, if they're not giving you joy and they're giving you more like misery and you're constantly thinking about it, then yeah, I think it's toxic is different than kind of cutting somebody out, cutting somebody out. Toxic is like, get that out of your life. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's my reaction to this being very like straightforward. Like, Toxic implies like a very negative impact, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just like, oh, I don't get along with this person anymore. How do I cut them off? Or it's like, ah, we've kind of grown apart and I just want to, you know, distance myself further. Like that's different different. than like, oh, this person's toxic. How do I remove myself? Yeah. Honestly, there's so much out there too about, you know, who you surround yourself with is ultimately going to determine like the outcome of your life. Yes you know, the success or failures and also the types of mindsets you're in. And like, if this person is, you know, toxic and causing you issues, like that's going to be a big uh, issue or a big um, problem. Like you you do need to just cut it off. I think once you are, it sounds like you probably are, but if you have other people who are like lifting you up and you're doing the same to them and they're not toxic and they're people that you are like, wow, I love surrounding myself around these people because I feel better. I feel smarter. I feel like I'm learning. I feel like we're on the same page. We're doing this Mm -hmm. together in life. Like that is where you want to be. Yeah. Like that is where the direction you want to go and holding on to something just, I guess, because I mean, it sounds like you're not holding on to it, but like that is you have to like kind of constantly remind yourself the reasons that you're cutting it off and it'll be easier, I think. Yeah. And those are the best types of relationships. Yeah. I feel like when in you're... my life these days, I've, I've like realized that like the relationships that are like, you're both benefiting from the relationship and mm-hmm. you're learning. And like, I don't know, it's just, you realize that you're like, okay, this is the direction my life is going and this is how you want it to go. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the next one. Dealing with insecurity when starting a new relationship. Mm. How does she deal with it? Well, there are two ways to deal with it. One way, dealing it with your partner, right? If you're, you're starting this new relationship, I think there comes a point of like ownership of bringing it up with your partner. If you're saying, look, here are some of my insecurities. Let's get this out. And I have a half smile on my face because... I feel like every season we watch the darn Bachelor, Bachelorette, up front they're like, all right, uh, this season is going to be about vulnerabilities and putting yourself out there. And like, You mean I they're f- saying like, this is what I'm looking for most. Exactly. Yeah, which is and like, I think, obviously. Like it's kind of cliche, but there is a lot of like value behind it. If you say, hey, I'm making myself vulnerable. I want to tell you what my insecurities are. Mm-hmm. I want to voice them because, you know, it's going to help me take ownership of it and it's going to help you support me on these. And also there are different insecurities, right? If there's some things you want to hide or, you know, keep private for 
a while, like by all means do that. Or if there are other things that you're like, ah, I actually would like to talk about these couple things, even yeah. though we're only on our fourth date, like do that. So I think like step one or one option, like bringing it up with that other person. Um, and then obviously the second part is, you know, we've done an episode about this of like getting over your insecurities or learning how to like shift your mindset about insecurities to the point where you can be more confident, um, be a more confident person, even though you still have those things that you think are flaws. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that was a good way to put it. No, I like that. I think that like, I mean, part of me is hesitant when talking about your insecurities up front because I, maybe it's just cause like, I don't feel like that is who I am. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you trust the person and this is a new relationship and you want to be honest, so yeah. you want to like start out the relationship on a good note and you don't want to be feeling anxious and uncomfortable around that person. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think, you know, it's not necessarily about your insecurities. Like if it's in, you're saying it's a new relationship and you're a little insecure, maybe it's because of a past relationship. Like yeah. maybe something happened and, and that's okay to talk about. Like, you know, uh, my last relationship was like toxic and I just want to talk about it with you because like, that's something that's really on my mind and I really like you and I want to get to know you and I like where this relationship is going, but I, yeah, I need to talk about it. And, and hopefully that person is like, I totally understand. Yeah. Well, and chances are if you have insecurities that you're going to bring up to this person, they're going to have their own insecurities that like, you know, maybe helps them being able to air it to you as well. Like it doesn't yeah. need to be like, Hey, I want to tell you my insecurities. It yeah, can yeah, yeah. be more of a, Hey, we're, you know, on date number four, let's talk about like some insecurities or vulnerabilities or, yeah, or it just comes up like, in conversation. Yeah. It can just be something that, you know, I think if you, you know, if you want and are comfortable bringing it up, I think that is probably the most, uh, relieving approach to it. Yeah. Totally. Okay. This is a good one. This is actually a good one for us. Uh-oh. Um, how to talk about kids and raising them before getting married. Uh-oh. So this is a really interesting topic. Willow's sleeping. Because um, before, so how to raise kids. I feel like that's such a hard thing to agree on. And I think chances are you're not going to agree on everything. Mm -hmm. You're not going to raise your kids exactly how you were raised or exactly how you want them to be raised because you have a significant other that also was raised differently. Yeah. Something that Pat and I have dealt with and we actually haven't even like fully come up with our plan because mm -hmm. <laughs> we you know we're not having kids yet. We've talked, I think it's important to talk about before you get married, which we did, but we kind of just came to a conclusion that we'll figure it out and nothing's really going to be like a deal breaker. Um, for us, me being Jewish and Pat being Catholic has been a pretty interesting topic among our parents, not our parents talking to each other, but like their opinions have yeah. played such a huge part in like our thoughts and us talking about it. Sometimes we're like, let's just not talk about this right now. Cause it's like, you want to have an idea, but we're not there. But yeah. if you are there, <laughs> I think that like, you do have to compromise and it has to be like, you have to be willing to give things up, but you also have to be willing to like stand your ground and be like, I'm not willing to give this up. And if that person doesn't agree with that, then, you know, that's a, that could be a huge like deal breaker thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think like everything in a relationship, having kids is only going to, you know, having kids is going to be a stressful uh, thing. It's going to require a lot of conversations, a lot of communications there is definitely a way to do it. I've, you know, always a way to do it. Um, you know, whatever the, the differences in, you know, Catholic, Jewish here, if it's, you know, raise a kid this way versus raise a kid that way, like people have done it in the past. So nothing is like uh, that new or that crazy to think about trying to do. But knowing that there's going to come, it's going to come with sacrifice, right? Yeah. You're You're not going to be able to, get everything you want with how I raise a kid. Like Julia said, like you're going to be able to, you know, okay, I want this. What do you want? Oh, I, you want that? Okay, here's how we can meet in the middle. And it, it does need to be, um, you know, I think talking about it is really important because in the moment decisions are, one, I think harder to make, but will also be more of an emotional decision 
Uh, whereas if you th- talk, think about it and talk about it ahead of time, then it's more of like a, okay, we're doing this together. We're, yeah. this is what we decided, not, yeah. oh, it's you hard. said that while we were in the hospital, therefore, you know. Talk on like how to talk about it. I feel like we're missing her question. Repeat the question. How again. to talk about kids and raising them before getting married. So like maybe she's in a relationship, they're thinking about getting married, but she wants to have this talk about, you know, maybe she has an idea of how she wants to raise her kids, but it's kind of a hard thing to bring up because you're not married yet. Like yeah. you have to be like going in that direction. And if you've had the conversation about like, we're going to get married, then I think it's perfectly fine for you to be like, listen, I love you. I want to marry you. I think we should talk about like, do we want to have kids? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the how to do it is, I mean, it can come up in a million different ways. I think there are, you know, it it can come up casually. It can come up randomly. It can come Mm -hmm. up, you know, intentionally. I think if you're writing this in, it's something that's on your mind and you probably want to bring it up intentionally. Yeah. Um, You know, my advice always is don't bring it up in a way that is going to make it like, look, we need to make a decision today. And this is like really stressful and important. Bring it up in a way, you know, if, if he's standing there doing the dishes, you know, walk over and help him and say, if we have kids one day, what would we do? Yeah. Right? Like, so it's not like such a pointed, like, here's something we need to figure out in the most severe way. Like, start having that conversation. And I think... And then ask questions. Well, what would you do? What would you yeah. want to do? You know? Yeah. Well, what did you like about how you were raised? What didn't you like about how you would how you were raised? What do you think about you know raising your kids Catholic rather than Jewish? What do you think about raising your kids, you know, doing this? Oh, what what holidays would you want to celebrate? How would we do this? And yeah. it's also not a like a one time conversation. The first time you're going to bring it up, like bring it up super casual, bring it up super you know in that manner. And then if they're, you know, you kind of finish that conversation, move on, you know, if you're still thinking about it in a day or two, right? The next setting is when you're sitting at dinner, right? So a little more formal, but, you know, still can be kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other day when we were talking about raising kids, you brought up a point about X, Y, and Z. Um, I think about it a little differently. Can we still talk about that? Yeah, yeah. And then kind of bring it into like a bigger conversation because it is. Like, yeah, obviously, it's a big is. conversation to have. Hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is a good one for you. Uh-oh. I've never had to do this. Uh-oh. Um, advice on... Wait. Uh-oh. Oh, interested in hearing your thoughts on how to approach asking for a raise. Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. So I think every... Well, every employee goes through this, right? They... Mm-hmm. Um, want to make more money. And, you know, I've been having these kind of conversations at my work recently. And, you know, for honestly, I've worked for the same company now for over five years. And this has had to be something that I've brought up um, a couple of times with my bosses. And my kind of approach to it is always lead with, I'm going to do this more, which means I should be paid more, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about oh, I did this in the past. Oh, I did that. Oh, I accomplished this. Because uh, your bosses aren't going to be looking for things you've already done to um, pay you more for because that's already value that you've provided to their company. And they know that. they already know. But if you come to them and say, look, in addition to everything I'm already doing, I would like to take on uh, a new project. I'd like to take on another employee reporting to me. I'd like to take on, you know, whatever that added value um, that you can take on and offer, you know, in exchange for the more money, right? right? And and there, you know, it's hard not knowing like what kind of business or what kind of work you're in. But, um, you know, for me, it's like my last conversation with my boss was, I want to take on a bigger role in business development. Therefore, the value I'm providing is helping to bring money, revenue into the business. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I know the value that I'm providing is higher. Therefore, I think I should be paid more. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like I have never really had to do that, but from my listening to you and whatever, I feel like they're never going to come to you and tell you that you deserve a raise Yeah, ever. You have to also be like proactive about, 
thinking, you know, you think that you deserve this. So come up with what Pat's saying is a reason why and what you're going to do. Like come up with a proposal to them and be like, I, this is why I deserve this. And I can help you guys in the company. Like obviously at the end of the day, you're working for somebody and it's their company. Yeah. They're the ones who are going to give you the raise. Without a doubt. And again, it's hard to know without knowing what kind of job you have because Right. If you work for the government or if you work for a big corporation, there's usually a pretty streamlined process that says if you want to make this much money, you need to score out at the end of the year a, f- a four or five, and that will increase your pay three to five percent. Like yeah. there, there's that type of structure. Um, and again, I think this is another one of those conversations that as an employee, you fear. You're like, well, what if they say no? It's just so stressful. It's the most important thing to me. But when you go into these conversations, going into it with like a, hey, this is actually a longer term conversation I want to have with you. I always want to be talking to you about how I can help the business more and how I can utilize that to help me make more money. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like, look, I need an answer right now. Tell me how I can make more money or, you know, that type of quick uh, conversation with a solution. It can be a longer term thing. And if if you're going to somebody who your your manager, they should know that that's a conversation that they're going to have, that they have to have because every employee always wants to be like, that's the most important thing. That's why we have jobs. Unless yeah. you're, you know, working for an organization that has a mission that you're really, really passionate about, like you're in a job to make more money, to have mm-hmm. money, to make more money. Um, so your manager needs to be prepared knowing that, you know, people are going to come to them. And I think the other part to it also is if your manager, your boss says, no, I can't give you a raise, then you need to be prepared to say, you know, okay, that's great. Um, I'm going to continue to, you know, do my work, do my job here, but I am going to start the process of, you know, looking at other companies that will pay me what I'm looking for yeah. for the work that I yeah, you have a right to say that yeah, and you have to be willing to kind of act on that and say, mm-hmm. okay, "Hey, I found this do. other company. Um, they said they're willing to pay me that extra ten thousand dollars. I'm going to accept that job offer." And then your boss might say, "Oh, well, now that we see you're leaving, now we can offer you this, mm-hmm. right? Like that. That's yeah, unfortunately positive, how it happens. Kind of. Yeah, but it's kind of a positive. Yeah, you can look at it in a lot of ways, but." You know? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. How to live a life you want without letting other opinions influence your decisions. I love this question because mm. it is hard. Um, yeah. And it's honestly, I don't know if it's even really possible to fully live a life that you want without anyone's opinions getting in your way. Like, yeah. Um. I think because as like humans, we, it's our nature to like look for opinions and like want other people's opinions and want, that's like kind of wanting people to be proud of us and that, and that yeah. idea, you know, you want to impress people, you want people to be proud and that comes with their opinions. Mm-hmm. I think in like a smaller sense, um, stop asking for the opinions too. It's something that I've learned. I'm mm-hmm. still literally learning that like to this day, like I do ask for people's opinions a lot and sometimes it's helpful, but sometimes it's just really not helpful Hmm. like I was explaining in the beginning of the episode like I'm looking for validation but at the end of the day you have to know that everyone has a different opinion so yeah ask one person Mm -hmm. I don't know you know ask the people that you really trust but you really have to you want to live your life like you're saying and you don't want to be distracted by everyone's opinion so you kind of have to have it sounds like you have a really good gut feeling yeah and you really should run with that yeah I think, again, not to like oversimplify, but the easiest way to stop caring about people's opinions is to like look inside and force yourself to stop caring about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Like to do it, you just got to do it. And obviously 100% easier said than done. You can start small too. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you and I have to talk about this a lot where, you know, whether you're getting it through you know, whatever avenue, if it's coming through social media or if it's coming through a friend, like telling you about your life, you kind of just got to be like, like, thanks. I appreciate your, you know, voicing your opinion, but I don't really care. And it's like, 
like unless no, you're asking for uh, it. Yeah, well, I think it's one thing to ask for advice. Yes. Right. If you come to me and say, "Hey, I need your help on this," right, then I'm going to give you help yeah. on that. And but, then you, and then you're, you need to be open about the advice. Yes. About yes. But that's different than opinions. Yeah. Like people's opinions on how I dress or how I cut my hair or my my spotty facial hair, like. Mm-hmm. People give it all the time, right? People, had, I mean, at, uh, thinking at my job, I get people's opinions all the time. And I've had to make the decision, like, not to not listen, because sometimes people do have helpful or, you know, appropriate opinions, but that when I realize they're starting to bother me, it's like, all right, great, I'm done with that. Like, yeah. I've got to make the decision to just move on, like, yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like this person you're talking about, you you want to live a life you want and you want them to not affect your decisions. And I'm picturing like, you know, you're trying to make this big decision and you already know what you want to do, but you're reaching out or people are giving you their opinions and they're swaying your decisions. Mm-hmm. You have to have really have this like mental block of being like, I already have my decision made and it's okay. People are going to give me their opinions. I already know what I'm going to do, but it's nice to hear them. Like yeah. you, you can take their opinions as like thoughts instead of, instead of like advice, like opinions yeah. aren't advice. Opinions mm-hmm. are just thoughts. That's yeah. what they think. That's what they would do, but that's not you. And they're not living your life. Yeah. I was having this conversation with somebody, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about living life and you know, how to do it, what's right, what's wrong. And his perspective is that there's a million ways to live a life and it's so true a million different ways to live a life and people generally if they see somebody else not living their life the way that like they themselves would they will have an opinion yeah they will have an idea they will want their voice heard Mm -hmm. right like you want to hear how many people have opinions go look on like google reviews go look at like yelp go look at like these like Things well, just that in aggregate general, politics, people's, everything, yeah, like, like anything. Like, go look at Julia's DMs on <laughs> some of the stuff she wears or posts. Like, it, it, the opinions are always going to be there, yeah. and you have to. But that's like, a good Compartmentalize, yeah. Like knowing that opinions are always going to be there should be like. I feel like that almost helps me think about. It. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, opinions are always going to be there. They're always going to be there, and um, like being able to compartmentalize that. Like, opinions are like. I don't know. Just thoughts. They're just thoughts. Well, yeah. Well, what's the, there's what? a saying about opinions and it's, I can't remember it right now, but they, they are like, that's what they are. They're somebody else's opinions. Like they're, they bear no weight. They bear yeah. no nothing. Like you, you need to make the decision to like move on from them. Like ig- not ignore them, but ignore them. Yeah. Okay, feeling sad about not ever being in a relationship or having any experience with a boy. I'm 24. Hmm. I think that is um, an honest, pretty vulnerable thing for somebody to write in. I feel sad. They feel sad about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel emotional knowing that they (laughs) feel emotional about that. Yes. And I mean, the first thing I would say is like, stop, don't. It happens at yeah. different times. It happens when it's supposed to happen. It happens. Um, I feel like that you just said that perfectly. I was literally just thinking like this is a sign to you. I feel like just this specific thing is a sign that everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And like there's a reason that it has not happened for you yet. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like that is a good um what's the word I'm looking for? Like that is a good sentiment around it or a good just like the perfect, the perfect situation for, for everything Mm -hmm. happens when it's supposed to like, you know, you're not, and obviously like you're 24 and it's not like you're trying to force things. Like you just want it to happen when you want naturally will happen and it will. Yeah. Maybe put yourself out there if you want it to happen more, like there are things that you can do and you know, but don't, I don't think you need to feel sad about it. I think you, that's like, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like the, you know, depending on what the advice that the person is looking for here, like the advice on if you're feeling sad about it is like reassuring yourself that your life is your own life on its own timeline and things are going to happen when things are meant to happen. Right. I, just like similar, but a little different. I mean, 
I keep seeing, I think it's shared on like Instagram, you know, somebody says like, uh, like, uh, when like Warren Buffett was however years old when he started his own business and he was old, Mm -hmm. right? Bill Gates didn't become a millionaire till he was whatever. Like all these people that we think of are like so successful. Like it didn't happen for them when they were young. It didn't happen for them the whole time. It happened to them when it was right for them. And it's always that there's always time. There's always time. And the same, like, I think about some of my favorite relationships with, you know, some of my siblings or aunts, uncles that like, yeah, I know some relationships where people started dating young and, you know, that, um, like that romantic aspect of their life happened a lot earlier, but it created a lot more problems. Yeah. Right. Some of my favorite relationships my sisters, right? They didn't get married till they were late in their thirties. And like, I, as far as I know, that was my first, my sister's first relationship. Mm -hmm. And like now they are, because they were so patient and willing to be patient and they knew they wanted love, but they knew they weren't going to like give it up for anybody that when they found that person, it's like such a different type of relation relationship. And all of it is just to say like, don't put that much pressure on yourself that that needs to happen now just because you're 24 and you know you have friends who talk about it or you see it in mm-hmm. you know media or something. Like take that pressure off yourself. Yeah, and almost just like be confident in that. Be like, I know that I'm going to meet somebody one day that's going to appreciate everything that I've been through and for this timing and for this reason and like it's just going to work out that way. Yeah, and I, I think there's also something that is like honestly attractive of – you owning that. Yes, right? owning like, it for sure. Rather than thinking of like, oh, this is so bad. I haven't done this or done that. Like, Who gives own a shit? that as a piece of you. Yeah. Like, I'm excited I haven't done this or done that. Yes. You know, like that can be a positive piece mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. All right. We will do a few more. Okay. Advice on getting a job offer that is too good to pass up, but I do not want to move and start over. Wait, wait, wait. It's kind of sad too. Yeah. Not sad. It's just, you know, that's, I think that's tough. Sucks. And <clears throat> so there are two things that you need to think about two priorities, right? Is moving and starting. How do you prioritize like rank your job and your career versus the comfort of the life you have? And I know for me, it was always, I found myself a better person with more growth the more I got outside of my comfort zone. So if this were me and you were looking for my advice, my advice would be take the job, go move, put yourself outside of your comfort zone and you'll figure it out. Yeah. My advice would also be take the job. Um, Wait, what was the, what was the whole thing? Uh, Job offer that is too good to pass up. Yeah. I think the first important thing is the job offer is too good to pass up. Do Mm -hmm. not pass it up. You can always go back. If you do not take the job because you don't want to move and start over, it's not even starting over because you don't want to move. You're not going to, you're going to regret that. I feel like that's going to be something that you're going to look back, but you are never going to regret going and taking the job, even if the job doesn't work out. Yeah. Because if the job doesn't work out, you can move back. But -hmm. if the job does work out, you're going to be so happy you did it. So literally the only, it's a win-win situation unless you don't take the job and then you never know. Yeah. And I think... Exactly. And I think how you framed it, whoever wrote this in, how they framed it, right? It's not going to a new location with a new job is not starting over, Yeah. right? It's building on the foundation that you've already laid. And it's starting something new in life. It's new. It's different. It's providing opportunity for growth. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone. It's going to make you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And getting out of your comfort zone is like literally my favorite thing. Yeah. And like, it's really hard. And I think over the years I've learned that it's like, it, it gets easier. But like now that we have both done it so many times, I'm like, I like look for change. I'm yeah. literally constantly like, Pat, what can we do that's different? Because I'm yeah. like, I'm craving change and like all that stuff. And I, it, because it's scary, it still scares me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I just know that like, there's so much to do. There's so much out there. There's so much to learn that I'm like, you know, it's good. It's not starting over. It's starting yeah. something new. Yeah, I think your hair looks absolutely crazy right now. <laughs> absolutely awesome. Um I think the opportunity that a like 
in front of you that this person is writing in is a position that like so many people want to be in, right? I want to be offered a new job in a new city so I can go take it and just try new things and, you know, build a new network and, you know, meet new people there. Yeah. Okay. Two more. Two Balance more. for work life, personal life, and your relationship with partner, you and their needs. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. Basically, just like how do you balance life? Yeah. There's a lot of those actually, so we can put it into one category. Yeah. This is, a again, a really hard one. This is something that's really hard for us too. Like we yeah. all, we're constantly dealing with this. Yeah, 100%. I think the like first step in trying to balance, trying to figure work-life balance, personal life, um, right, is using the term balance, right, is you don't want your work to take over everything. You don't want your work to suffer. You don't want your family to take over everything, but you don't want your relationship with your family to suffer. Mm -hmm. You don't want the relationship with your partner to be the only thing, but you do want it to thrive. And it's like time management. It's time management. It's emotional management mm -hmm. to me. And I think, um, actually, I know I talked about this on another episode. There was a point in my uh, life, actually two points where it was kind of a similar point. Same brother oh, of wow. mine gave me, gave me a recommendation. And he... My this is a brother who's a lawyer, so anybody who knows my family knows which brother this is. But and you know, I think we all know the the rigor of becoming a lawyer and what that can look like for life. You know, you can make a lot of money, but your work life balance might suck. So he was at training for um, a job, and the HR trainer in that room said look, if you stay here for 20 years, you're going to have to make a decision every year, every day, every week of picking the balance you want. You have your personal life, you have your work life, you have a relationship with your kids and a relationship with uh, your partner. So you said you have four things, you get to pick three. Oh Yeah, you've talked about this before. And it was when he was given that advice, so it's either you have a good relationship with, you know, your wife or your kids, or you have a good, like, personal life, meaning, like, time at the gym and doing things that just you enjoy. Wait, why does it have to be that way, though? Because they know that their job is so stressful and that it brings out so much. And um, my brother said in that moment, he knew being a lawyer wasn't for him. And now he like still went through it, worked there for a couple of years. Now he's a corporate attorney, like does well, like blah, blah, blah. But he in that moment had to make the decision on what were his priorities and what was he willing to sacrifice to make the things that he wanted to be a prior priority actually a priority. Yeah. And he still says, he says, look, I made the decision to have a, a better relationship with my wife and my kids and to build himself. And he says, people that he was in that same recruiting class with at that law firm make 10 times more money than he does. But they all have bad relationships with their They're wives. They're probably not or as happy. bad relationships with their kids. Or, you know, some of them have gotten morbidly obese because they don't take care Unhealthy, of themselves. Yeah. And and that I use that example and that conversation to share is like, when it comes time to balance and you're going to have a lot of things coming your way is that you need to take like an introspective look at yourself and say, what are my priorities? How do I want to live this life? Is it work? Is it my spouse? Is it my family? Is it yeah. X, Y, Z? Well, I have a smaller scale and a little bit of advice. Ooh, That was great. <laughs> but in a like, okay, every day, how do I do this? I was listening to a podcast, Mariana Hewitt, uh, she was on the Skinny Confidential and she was talking about her, like how she schedules her day. And this st stood out to me so much and I really want to try doing this. I haven't really tried yet. It's been, it's a little difficult, but basically, you know, she schedules her, her weeks, like Mondays are her podcast days, Tuesdays are her content creation days, 
Um, Fridays are her me days. So like, I think obviously you you may work Monday through Friday. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I think by like really time management and schedule out specific times, her partner, Lauren, her work partner was saying that like she she has this calendar and she writes like Tuesday the 6th from three to five ice cream date with my son. Like Mm -hmm. actual, like very specific calendars so that you are like, I have this scheduled in next week. And I know that kind of sounds crazy, but like if you're really struggling with it, like this is important. So you need to have a schedule and write these things down so that you're like, I don't need to worry about that right now because I know tomorrow at this time I'm going to focus on that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's something that I'm trying to work on is like, I'm trying to juggle so many things at once and like worry about this and this and this. But if you're like, write them down and give your, give them dedicated time then you'll feel like you have you don't have to worry about it as much because it's there. It's literally written down. Yeah. You're going to do it. You know? Yeah, and I think that approach is if you're that type of person that like likes that structure and likes that planning, like that can be a huge tool that can be really helpful. Um, well, if you're looking and, for advice on how to balance everything. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, agree- is, I'm agreeing. Yeah. I'm saying yes. Like that can be an awesome tool um, to like structure like, okay. Yeah. I know today, today's Wednesday, I know I'm going to focus today on my relationship with my partner. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do? I'm going to, you know, take the couple steps to go above and beyond today. Yeah. All right. But I know tomorrow it's about relationship with my ki- kids. Mm-hmm. So I need to do something with my kids. I mean, yeah. you know, the, there are um, so many like planning tools out there. I, I think about, I forget what year it was, gosh, 2019 at the beginning of the year, I was like setting my yearly goals and one of it. Uh, was I wanted to do something with my family. So I put for my year goal to do one thing with each of my siblings and parents that was like mm-hmm. above and beyond. Did you? I did. It was yeah. one of the goals I met. But it was like because I planned it, yeah. I did it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do one more. <clears throat> also, okay. just want to point out there is a lot about how to be confident. We actually do have a full episode on like confidence. So I don't want to skip over those, but I just think that it'll be, if you can listen to an entire episode about it and it might be like more helpful than me giving you a few minutes. So last question. I hate my little brother's girlfriend. I just think he deserves better. Do I say or do something? Hmm. It depends. Depends. How bad is she? How bad is this girl? Yeah. I would say that there is... Like, as a sibling, you definitely are entitled to have an opinion and being able to voice that opinion. If Gets very tricky. Yeah, I, I think if that, you know, your, what did she say? Her younger brother? Yeah, she hates her she younger hates brother's girlfriend. Understanding that your brother doesn't need to listen, doesn't really need to care mm-hmm. what your opinion is. But I do think if it's brought up in a positive way, I mean... I remember having conversations like this um, where like not liking somebody's significant other or who they're dating is like they're from an outside perspective looking in, it's easy to have that perspective and how you bring it up is going to ultimately determine the outcome. Yeah. Right. If I say, um, why are you with them? I hate this person. They exactly. do this, this, and this. Ugh, I don't like her. She sucks. She's annoying. Do you see the way she carries her stuff like there there's stupid opinions like we were saying earlier that are like it's more about that person getting over at them like getting over it themselves than yeah, actually like if you're trying to be beneficial and uplifting to your brother like bring it up in a way that's like hey daniel i just guess that's his name his name okay. is definitely daniel hey daniel how's it going with melissa right maybe that's her name probably not okay. but Hey, Daniel, how's it going with Melissa? You know, and if he says, oh, it's going great. Oh, awesome. Like, can you tell me about it? Like, what do you like about her? Yeah. And, you know, getting into conversations in that way, um, it pulls out like some of the emotion to it. And then, you know, he he will probably ask, what do you think of her? Or getting to a part where you you can say, say, oh, do you mind if I tell you kind of what I think about you and her? I think also, though, like, let's, yeah, that is great. But, like, if this girl is, like, doing shady stuff behind his back or, like, you know, maybe, like, you think this girl is, like, hurting him or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, I think you have more of a right to be, like, listen, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah, of course. Um, And I think you can start the conversation by saying, 
you know, this is just my opinion. I know that you don't have to listen to it. And, you know, I just want you to be happy at the end of the day. Like start it with that type of positive. Be like, but this is things that I've seen. This is things that I've noticed. Yeah. If you don't like her just because you don't get along with her or like stuff that's a little bit more simple, but you think that she's a good person and he loves her or he really likes her, then it's kind of something you just might have to get over. And I think like the realization is like you might not love the girl. Yeah. But if she's a good person and he loves her, then like that's really all that matters. Yeah. I think the whole um, experience of watching siblings like start to date and, you know, like. You have expectations. You have expectations. Oh, I always thought my brother was going to marry a girl like this. That would be, you know, perfect in every way. And she would get along with the family. Great. And like you can have that dream but the reality of it is that's just probably not going to happen and that also doesn't really matter like the relationship that they are building is between them and as long as they are good to each other and treat each other like nice you obviously just want your brother to be happy yeah yeah if if your brother's happy with this girl then your opinion is just like yeah. A couple So there's thoughts. obviously different ways to go about it, depending on yeah. how she is. Really think about like what's going on and the type of person she is. You know, if you gave a little more detail, I could, I yeah. could really, you know, dissect it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's so hard. I mean, all of these and, you know, we're going to wrap it up, but we, all yeah. of these, it's like, uh, I wish there were 10 other bullet points of Well, I of want you guys detail. to write in like the stories. We need long stories. We need, why don't you like her? What has mm-hmm. she done? You know, the juice. Anyway. Okay. I think it's time to wrap it up. That was our advice column. And if we didn't get to yours, feel free to send them in again next time. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that come in and we always are looking for ones that aren't unanswered and ones that are just different. So don't, don't be... You know, don't feel bad if we didn't get to it. We just didn't have enough time or this episode could literally go forever. So that is it for today's episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will see you next week. See you, everybody.